Perak Dalid Mishnah Aleph. At this point, we are familiar with the general purpose of the half that would be contributed by the entire nation, and that is, they would fund the communal offerings. But our Mishnah gets more specific. Mishnah says, What would they actually spend the drawn shkalim on? So the Mishnah presents a list of examples of communal offerings. First of all, they would use the shkalim to purchase the two daily carbon tumid offerings, one brought in the morning, one brought in the afternoon. There were two lambs offered as olos, being burned completely on the Mizbeach, and they would use the shkalim money to purchase the various additional Shabbos and Yomtev offerings, vinis kehem, as well as their accompanying nesachim, meaning that typically along with the carbon, one also offers a accompanying carbon mincha, you know, a flower offering, and a wine libation. Ha-omer. The Shkalim funds were used to purchase the barley required for the Omer offering. It was offered on the second day of Pesach. This offering permitted the people to utilize the new crop. Ushte ha-lechem. And the Besamekdash would use the Shkalim to pay for the two loaves that were offered along with two lambs on Shavuos, so that whole package of Karbanos is a communal offering. Upon bringing the Shlamim with the loaves, we're now able to bring flower offerings from the new crop, Vilechem upon him, and the Shkalim would fund the showbreads that were displayed on the Shulchan throughout the week and then changed on Shabbos, and spoons of frankincense were burned as a part of that carbon. So that's also a communal offering, therefore, was funded by the Shkalim. And the Mishnah then says, V'chol karbanos hatzibar. And the Shkalim would be used to fund any other communal offerings. So this clause comes to include the daily Ketaras incense offering that was burned on the inner golden Mizbeach. And then, of course, you have the Ketaras incense offering of Yom Kippur. That too is a communal offering and therefore funded by the half Shkalim. In brief, all communal offerings were funded by the Shkalim. The Mishnah adds, Those who performed the job of guarding the aftergrowths of wheat and barley during the Shemitah year, we'll explain why this is necessary, uh, their wages for providing the service were paid from the Shkalim, and it's referring to the following. During the Shemitah year, of course, we're not allowed to cultivate the farm, to grow crops, now, it doesn't mean that people starve. The halacha is that the sfichim, anything that grows in the field by itself, you know, just left over from the last time we did farm, can be eaten, but any such growth is hefker for anyone to take. Therefore, we had to take steps to ensure that we would end up with an adequate amount of wheat and barley that we need to bring the Omer and Shteyalechem offerings. The Omer comes from barley, the Shteyalechem are loaves of wheat. And so we have people stand guard next to some you know, wheat and barley that grew by itself during Shemitah, and that would be used for the Omer and Shteyalechem offerings. So since these workers played a direct role in procuring the ingredients needed for these communal offerings, they were paid for their services from the Shkalim the Mishnah presents a dispute as to whether it is necessary that these watchmen be paid. 
The Mishnah first brings the opinion of Rabbi Yossi, that Rabbi Yossi Omer, Afarotza misnadev shomrachinam. The watchman doesn't have to take payment regarding the wheat and barley that we need for the communal offerings. He could do this strictly in the capacity of a volunteer. So this sounds very reasonable. If a person is willing to provide this service of the base of English for free, why should we have any problem with that? Seems uh, perfectly in order. However, we now discover why it's not so simple. You, of course, agree that it is necessary that these communal offerings, the Omer, the Shteyalechem, come from the communal coffers. It has to be considered an offering that's brought by the community. And therefore, the Rabban argue it's not okay for the watchman to provide his service for free. Because it's quite possible, if you tell this person, okay, your job is you have to guard the svichim, the wheat and barley that's growing over here, we want to guard that part of it for the base of Migdash. So what will he do? So okay, I'll acquire it for myself. And now that's my food, no one else could take it. And of course, he'll physically he'll stand guard, he'll make sure it's in a safe place. And that's how he will provide service to the base of Migdash. But that would be problematic because the material of a communal offering has to be considered the property of the community. So you'll say, okay, no problem. He'll just donate the wheat and barley when it comes time to bring the offerings to the base of Migdash. But in the opinion of the Rabbanan, it's not so simple. There is a concern that person has this psychological feeling and he wants it to be his material that's being used in the carbon. And so we're concerned that he will not wholeheartedly intend to transfer the wheat and barley to the jurisdiction of the base of Migdash. And so it risks that in the end, the wheat and barley we use for the offering will not actually be considered property of the base of Migdash. It won't be a legitimate communal offering. It will create the possibility that the carbon, at least on some level, wouldn't be valid. Therefore, the Rabbanans say that the watchman cannot do this for free. Rather, he specifically is paid from the Shkalim. If he's a paid watchman, then even if he attempts to acquire the wheat and barley for himself, he won't actually acquire them because as a hard employee of the base of Migdash, if he tries to pick up this produce while on the job, his yad is like the yad of the Balabayas, his employer at the base of Migdash, and it would automatically be transferred to the base of Migdash. The whole thing wouldn't be a concern if he is standing there as an employee of the base of Migdash. So he's got to be paid. He can't do it for free. Rabiosi, for his part, takes the position that we're not worried that when it comes time to actually bring the offering that the watchman will not wholeheartedly agree to give the wheat and barley to the base of Migdash. No, he will fully agree to that. And Sir Biosi is not concerned for the issue raised by the Rabbanan.